If you're listening to the show, you already know the NFT market is explodifying. But tell your friends and family that the market has brought in over $2.5 billion in the first half of 2021, and they may start paying attention as well. Creators continue to innovate as a Hong Kong production company is planning to launch crypto-themed NFTs based on a new drama series. The Ready Player One Oasis can now be constructed, and Tim Berners-Lee's World Wide Web source code has sold as an NFT with an error. It's not the only error you'll find because we're here and we're the host today for your Nifty News episode number 72 of the Nifty Show. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set. The Nifty, really kind of spiffy, The Nifty Show. It is episode number 72 of The Nifty Show, and we are your error-prone hosts. I'm Joel Kahn. And I'm Travis Wright, and this podcast is naturally uh, sped up at 1.2x today. <laughs> so they have to hit So they have to hit the button to slow down to 0.75 if they want to hear the normal speed. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear us at a normal speed, you're going to have to slow it down. That's how oh you're gosh, that could totally mess people up. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Welcome you know, to the show. Go, it's so weird to hear your actual voice because I always listen to you at 1.4%, like 1.4 times. Like, oh, wow. So I bet I sound like this to you all the time. <laughs> Next week's show will be done at half speed and you'll have to speed it up or it will take twice as long. But halfway through the show, we'll speed it back up again because then we want to throw you off just a little bit. <laughs> Taking a look at CoinGecko.com, the NFT markets right now, time stamped for 1.46 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on July the 6th. 2021, the current NFT market cap, $14.5 billion. The last 24 hours seen almost $2 billion in trading volume. Theta on top, as always, followed by Chili's engine coin, Ecomi, Omi, on a roll over the last seven days, up 92%, back to 0.004. Decentraland, Flow, Axie, Infinity, Ultra, Bakery Swap, the Sandbox at number 10, and our, our favorite, Wax, there at number 11, sitting at 13.5 cents. Yeah, Wax was up tw- uh, 29% this week. And if you look at this and sort this on this NFT page on the top 100, you can see there was some that just blew up this last week. Axe Infinity, that was up 166%. That is huge. It's all the way up to $10.50 now at uh, almost $600 million overall. One, the Arte token, that's up a little bit. But that's up 133%. It's crazy. And then, as you mentioned, Omi, been watching this one, up 92% this week. That was just insane. You know it's what I think is going on there? Two things. Thing one is they announced that they're going to be releasing Marvel um, NFTs in the VV app. And number two is they announced that the second um, edition of NFTs from Back to the Future are coming. First time around, it was DeLoreans, which I love my DeLorean. Uh, second time is going to be hoverboards. So I think that, you know, the news of these big brands, you know, maybe we've hit our bottom here in the market and things are, are going to start bouncing around. Yeah, it's possible. And one of the things is that, you know, they have the contract with the NFL. Now they've not mentioned exactly when they're going to do something with the NFL, but if they have a partnership with the NFL uh, Players Association, 
it would make sense that they release it sometime during the NFL season, right? We're in July now. NFL season really kicks off in September. So there's a possibility that that could be right around the corner as well. Before we jump into the news stories for this week, I just want to talk about the um, the NFTs that are coming out on Ethereum, the generative NFTs, not degenerative, generative. These are inspired by the crypto punks. And when we look at Crypto Slam, we see one of the top collections right now is the Bored Ape um, Yacht Club, also the Bored Ape Kennel Club. You've got Dead Punks, you've got Me Bits, you've got Moon Cats, Wicked Craniums, Bulls on the Block. These are all generative. Um, let's see. Alien boy is another one. My effing pickle super Yeti. Uh, most recently I encountered the sewer rat social club. We're going to have the, one of the creators of that on the, uh, the nifty show that comes out on Thursday. And now that gas prices are reasonable, these are actually accessible. I mean, I, I bought, I paid a buck 50 at low for gas the other day on ethereum and it was so refreshing it was like oh my gosh here take my dollar 50 yeah yeah that's good where exactly are you seeing these uh well if you go to cryptoslam.io you know you could see see all the these top projects and i have i've aped in which now i know where ape comes from right because buying the the board apes because the people talk about aping into something i'm guessing that's where it came from. I did not get a board ape, but I've got like 21 um, sewer rats from the sewer rat social club. I've got a few untamed elephants. I went on the secondary market and picked up some of the super yetis. Uh, they're just they're cute. And people are now using these as profile picture avatars it's like the whole laser eye things uh, first of all i never did laser eyes i put googly eyes on mine because i don't like to follow you know the pack oh everybody's doing laser eyes because we're into bitcoin look at me I got laser eyes i never did laser eyes i did googly eyes but i love these uh these generative pieces of art and i made a one of my sewer rats my profile picture nice yeah there's some really there's some really cool ones on here and, you know, we, we interviewed um, the founder of Crypto Slam a few weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago or so mm-hmm. on the live version of the Nifty Show. Really cool guy based in the Kansas City area, which is crazy because I was based in the Kansas City area for a long time. Didn't even know it that he was there. But, uh, man, check out VFriends, man. $400,000 sales in the last 24 hours. There, that thing, we interviewed Gary Vee not long ago when he, when he launched these things. And uh, and wow, four hundred thousand dollars a day on the secondary market—that's almost as much as NBA Top Shots. These gift goats and some of these other ones—I keep getting some ridiculous offers on some of these cards. You cannot get a gift goat that we paid five ETH for at the time. You cannot get one on the secondary market for under twenty-five ETH right now. I don't think anybody's paid that much, but that's the lowest listing. I think I saw somebody paid eighteen or nineteen. ETH for one, but everybody is holding these in anticipation for what Gary is going to send. Now, you've got some people that are being ridiculous and saying he's going to make a deal with Tesla and everybody's going to get a Tesla. That's nonsense. That's not going to happen. He's not going to buy Teslas for everybody, Mm -hmm. especially with the price of these down, you know, Ethereum down um, almost half from what it was when he did his sale. But he does have to over deliver 
on this uh, this first one, I think, in order for it to uh, to play. Yeah, I'm so glad that I snagged one of those things. I was debating it. And I was like, man, do I get one? Do I? And I was like, and I was watching them, and I was like, once I started watching them go down, I was like, all right, there's 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 only a hundred of them remaining, or whatever that number was. And uh, I bought one at five dot five five e, and I've had somebody offer me as much as sixteen point five e for one so far. So crazy, so crazy. All right, and so then, let's... and then my my willful wizard, somebody's offered me like four e for the willful wizard. And you're like, I'm hodling that. I'm not gonna have hodling these things for a while. There might come a time where I was like, damn it, why didn't I sell those when I could? But it's just it's just a fun thing. I like the NFTs and. He says you're going to, with this gift goat, he's going to send out a a really cool, like sort of Oprah level type gift thing every two months. And so I'm like, bring it on. And you, and get, you get a roll of toilet paper and you get a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. You get a sad trombone sound. <laughs> so innovation happening in the NFT space. There's a production company in Hong Kong that is developing a 12 episode series called The Crypto keepers they're going to release them using nfts that are going to feature figures in the crypto space as well as fictional plots surrounding the personal and professional lives of people involved in creating the next bitcoin like digital currency so tying nfts into um, television production here Mm. we're going to see a lot more of this and i you know i think we're going to see more of it from like older properties like we've talked about that before like you know how cool would it be to have seinfeld you know uh, nfts or friends nfts or you know just different moments from from classic television shows like this is going to happen not only are they going to do it for ongoing and new shows which is cool but i think some of those older ones are going to have a whole lot more cachet it'd be a lot cooler i mean even imagine if hanna barbera went back in and started doing NFTs from their, from their stuff that they have, right? Like Scooby-Doo and all, all those amazing cartoons that Hanna-Barbera had. That, what, if, what if Hannah Montana did them? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Sounds good. Is she going to be twerking on her magical wrecking she, ball? She probably, probably will be. <laughs> I, so you remember the, um, the million pixel page from years ago in, um, yep. In, in internet history, you know, so people are always finding ways to sell pixels. And now there's a crypto ad billboard that's giving people a chance to buy pixels that will have visibilities for years to come. They're giving up to 14,400 brands the opportunity to purchase pixels. The billboard is 900 by 1600. Each of the cells that's available for sale is 10 by 10. And you can own them and you can transfer them, you know, without a third party. It's called Cell Land. Cell Land. It's like our producer, Aaron yeah. Cell Land. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So I've seen, we've seen another company that was doing some of this stuff with these, these pixels where and people were going in and buying like little blocks. There was a website that I saw not long ago, but this is an actual billboard somewhere. Where is this yeah. billboard? I don't know that it's launched yet. And I don't know where it's going to be exactly. It doesn't say. It just says it's a it's a crypto advertising billboard. 
you know, a lot of people talk about what it is they're going to do and we don't see evidence of it yet. So I don't I mean, know. I, I got to call this one out. This one seems stupid to me. And here's why. If we're talking about a little tiny little amount of pixels on a freaking billboard, when you're driving by, you want that message to be big so you can see it while you're driving by a car. Right. You go and you can read it and go, oh, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's why they use a few words and a big logo. If you start talking about little tiny little pixels on a freaking 14, 14,400 cells and there's 10 by 10 pixels that you can buy, you're not people, nobody going to see this shit. It's going to be a big well, waste of money. So I, I don't see it mentioned how they're going to do it in here. But if it was me selling this, I would you flash up the picture of the whole thing and then you see one, you know, full size ad for whoever purchased it. Then it goes back to the full size and it kind of rotates through them. So every time you yeah. drive by, you'll see something different. Maybe that's so. You know, but they didn't consult just... with us though. They didn't ask our opinion or our advice. And that is to, um, that's to their fault right there. Sorry, guys, you should have asked us. We are not digital pixel uh, billboard advisors. We talked about how NFTs are going to be so much more than digital collectibles, sports memorabilia, uh, that there's just so many ways to prove ownership by having an NFT. And now the Republic of San Marino, which I'm assuming is Italian, right? Yeah. North Central Italy mm -hmm. has approved an NFT based vaccination passport. Uh, in in uh, you know another option would be to tattoo the number six 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 on your forehead, but this is a little less obtrusive. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the the Republic of San Marino is the third smallest European country with only thirty three thousand people, and it's right. I guess it's uh, the Vatican and Monaco are smaller, and then I guess you have the Republic of San Marino. And if they're going to make everybody get a digital COVID pass certificate. Maybe they should name it the Republic of San Morano. You got to do what you got to do, Sir Lord Travis. If you want to, if you want to travel, Travis. If you want to be a traveling Travis, you got to do what you got to do. That's true. Get your jab and call it a day. Yeah. What else we got? What's happening here? What's Eternity doing? Well, Eternity. It looks like the Eternity chain. I've been seeing some some stuff popping on that one. There's been some. Some interesting news popping on this. So they are going to be honoring historic moments from the past. And it looks like they're working with the Associated Press. So they're going to release this limited edition authenticated NFT. The first one, and I think we talked about this a, a bit a bit ago, was, was the, uh, the raising of the flag on Iwo Jima, which is a historic thing. But it's not just the raising of the flag. There's like a total digital experience around that. And uh, you can see the original picture, what it looks like. And then they, they're having, it's like a, I guess it's going to be like a little 3D kind of a moment. So they have a complete NFT collection. There's going to be a 3D digitization of that uh, Iwo Jima deal. Uh, newly created 360 look at the historic imagery. Uh, and then all kinds of additional stuff. Pulling in uh, actual audio from that four-day battle. They're just making a really cool experience, Joel. And this is just the very first one of their partnership with uh, AP. It's beautiful. And I know it's going to offend some people because, you know, it's got the American flag in it. You know, I guess these days, if you're representing America in the Olympics, it's your duty to, you know, hate on America for sending you 
Yeah, what was the deal with that? I just actually saw the women's national soccer team all turn their backs whenever they're playing the American, uh, the, the national anthem, which is crazy. I hope- because I've been all over the world, and people all over the world love America, and they love freedom. They love what it stands for. And Tom McDonald had a line in his latest that song that says, you know who hates America the most? Americans. It's yeah. weird. They're we indoctrinated. They're indoctrinated. I saw a great tweet today from a guy about this particular generation that was completely a mic drop. And when I read it and I thought, holy cow, here it is. The guy's Eric Matheny. He wrote the un-American behavior we're seeing in Olympic competition is the result of a generation that has not personally experienced hardship, but quite the opposite. They've grown up in such a wealthy, abundant country. They need to create their own issues for personal gratification. Nailed it. These this has nothing to do with NFTs other than I know that um, there are NFTs of the Olympic pins out there that Anamoka put out there. So there's your tie into the Olympics. There you go. Well, I want to, I want to tie into what you just said right there, because there's a great quote that I read long ago and it always seems to prove true. And it says um, hard times create strong people, strong people create good times, good times create, Weak people and weak people create hard times. And so it's like this cycle of life. And you see this every like 120 years. It's like, oh, there's the hard times. Oh, there's the strong people. There's the strong people. There's the good times. Oh, there's the good times. There's the weak people. There's the weak people creating more hard times. And so it's just never any cycle. And so it tells me, folks, that we're we're about to be in for some really hard time here soon because we got more weak people than, than, than ever. I'm looking at this Eternity site. They've got some badass looking NFTs here on this. If you guys go to Eternity.io, Ethernity.io, and go to the marketplace, scroll down, Travis, look at this Exit Velocity baseball NFT uh, by Fernando Tatis Jr. And this oh, is... Oh, Tatis. Fernando Tatis. Tatis, sorry. I don't know. I'm not following baseball, but look at play it. And you can see he's like the bat and the ball are 3D coming off of the NFT. And it's like he's swinging the bat and the ball's breaking up as it's going off. I don't even see that. I see the link to it. Oh, did you click on the uh, the Fox link then, I guess? I will do the honors of just sharing the screen with you right here. So if you'll look, look you can that. see this. That is badass. It's like, boom, and there, boom, there goes the ball. You guys just go check this out. Go to the marketplace on Eternity.io and just look at the different things and scroll down till you see this here. Of course, it's three ETH to buy one. It's an open edition. 36 have been sold as of now. Uh, but I just, not even a baseball fan, and I love this NFT. So cool. Dude, that is that is amazing. Oh, you know what? <laughs> he partnered with Impossible Brief to create that. And uh, the that company, Impossible Brief, is the same one that did the Patrick Mahomes NFT series that, that, uh, that he launched. So there you go. A little commentary, whether you want it or not. It's our show. We talk about what we want. We're glad you guys are here, though. And if you agree with us, great. If you don't, that's OK, too. See, we can get along with people who disagree with us. We just don't get along with assholes. Don't be an asshole. The headline for this show and this story is the amount of NFT sales that have taken place the first half of 2021. Two and a half billion dollars 
on OpenSea. The first, yeah, two and a half billion dollars the first half of 2021. Look at the chart on this page. They reached a record high in June of what is that, 150 million or so? So it's not just OpenSea, it's the whole NFT market, two and a half billion dollars across all chains. What's really interesting to me, Joel, is you know, we had, if you look at January of 2021, it was just like a blip. And then February comes up and it's like, pa-pow. And then March was like, pa-pow. But then April happened. There was a bit of a lull. May was a bit bigger than uh, than April. And then June, June is bigger than March. So June was the biggest month ever for NFTs, even though the hype was kind of down. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think this is why. The moment you see the kind of money that was flowing in in February and March, all of a sudden you have people going, I like money. How how do I get some of this money? And they become speculators. They're not collectors. They're not investors. They're looking for a quick flip. And we saw this happen on Nifty Gateway. We saw this happen on NBA Top Shot. A certain individual brought the same um, sensibility or lack of it to the wax blockchain and was paying ginormous fees for some NFTs. And it creates this, this bubble um, of hype. It doesn't mean that NFTs aren't collectible. And it doesn't mean that this isn't, that this isn't the beginning. It is, this is just the beginning. And these numbers that we've seen here that seem super high for February and March, they're nothing compared to what we're going to see in a few years. That's the, the numbers for NFTs are going to dwarf what we're looking at right here. You know, we see it as a big boom. It's kind of looking at the crypto chart in 2017. Well, look at 2017 now, and the highs were only one third of the highs that we had this year. So it looks a lot smaller. And that's what's going to happen with NFTs because they're not going away. It's not a bubble. It's not tulips. They're here to stay. And it's going to be huge, huge. Mm. You know what is kind of a bubble? NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot, Joel, in January did $44 million in sales. Then in February and March, they did about $230 million each month. Mm. In April, $92 million. May, $62 million. June, $53 million. So it is falling off a cliff. And I think they really they shot themselves in the foot by – always having the marketplace down. People weren't, it was like, you could either buy a pack or, oh, the marketplace is down. And they just really screwed the pooch on, on how they were doing beta. And I think they, they, they rolled it out. And now if you go to the site, it says NBA Top Shop Beta, which they, they, they just had way too much interest too much. And then they, they had way too many technical problems. And uh, that is not a good trend when you see what's happening in the NBA top shots. Those sales are falling off a cliff. Well, well, maybe it is healthier for the market overall. You know, maybe maybe the opportunists leave and the collectors come here. The people, you know, look, even I was buying NBA top shot packs. I've probably got nine of them. I think I, I sold one of them on eBay for a ridiculous amount. You know, and I, I got on a Zoom with them and opened them and sent them what was inside. I didn't I didn't care. But for 14 bucks or whatever it was, sure, I'll buy a pack and sit on it. And I'm going to sit on it for years. That's not going anywhere. And in the future, I don't think they're going away. 
I think those early packs could have some value. I would say, I think, I think you, I agree. And I think that flow is going to have a long-term, you know, it's going to be great right now. The price of flow is really down flow is a dollar 68. This thing got up to over $30. And I think at a dollar, I think at $11 and 68 cents, that is still a really good price. I think that, you know, it's still a shame that we weren't able to buy any at 10 cents to get in on the ICO. We've talked about that because the SEC doesn't like Americans to do that, make money. But uh, what a sad thing for that. But $11 from down from $32, like, man, flow, especially they're going to be, they're going to be dropping like Dr. Seuss and a bunch of other stuff on flow. I think flow's got a long-term win. Could be, could be a lot of opportunity there. We are not financial advisors. We're barely NFT advisors, but we are NFT OGs. I mean, we've been doing this stuff for over a year, which in the I mean, NFT I, space, I lost my first NFT before many of you guys even heard the word. <laughs> that's true. You did. You lost your kitties. <laughs> there's still, there's just crypto kitties are still out there somewhere. Unfed, straight, uncared straight for, kitties now though, baby. unloved. Did you ever read or see the film for Ready Player One? Um, I saw the trailer for it. My son read the book on it, said it was awesome, but I've not, I didn't watch the movie. The book was awesome. I've heard that the film is not, so I haven't bothered watching it, but uh, Spielberg directed this film and basically they're saying blockchain concepts now, not just NFTs are creating the environment that could allow for a ready player one Oasis. Oasis stands for... It's a virtual world. Oasis stands for the ontologically anthropocentric sensory immersive simulation. Basically, you live your life in this metaverse. And there is now those theorizing that with tokenized economies, with gaming, uh, by decentralizing stuff, that the scenario is being created for us to have a ready player one like experience on blockchain. So get ready to jack in. Yeah. <laughs> There's another joke there, but I'm not going to go there. First, I know exactly I what you were going to say, too. I, I saw it on your face. Thanks <laughs> well, for I, not. I am mature. and uh, <laughs> But think about this. Blockchain, crypto, AR, NFTs, like VR, combining all into one ecosystem, like that is... <laughs> it's it's not far away and it's going to be amazing because then your nft is going to unlock additional experiences that you're going to be able to have right and then you're you're going to be able to earn crypto which is, so i i could foresee at a time in the not so distant future especially when we get into this whole era of the great reset and you'll own nothing and be happy because we're all going to be living in these amazing virtual worlds and uh I don't know on how long it's going to be. 2030? That's what Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum says. 2030 is when we'll own nothing and be happy. Hmm. Own nothing and be happy and like it. Own nothing. Be, be happy. <laughs> Being the uncultured swine that I am, I don't know who Andy Murray is, but apparently he's a tennis player who won Wimbledon in 2013, and they have tokenized the moment that he won the uh, the tennis tournament. It sold for $177,777 at auction on Monday. So anybody who says that NFTs are dead, 
Um, apparently didn't hear about this story. And yeah. it's not the only one that's selling for ridiculous amounts. I mean, it's just a video clip of him winning the match. I own that moment now. Yeah. Right. Pranksy. Pranksy was the one who bought it. And it was sold on the We Knew in or W-E-N-E-W. We talked about that We Knew platform last week. And so they are selling videos of moments from culture and history uh, as NFTs on the We Knew uh, platform. So uh, just another one of those really cool platforms that are popping up that are selling NFTs. And we're going to start seeing more and more of them because the development cycle has reached that pinnacle for a lot of these projects to, to, to become fully baked. And so we're going to start seeing that next wave of really cool shit popping up. Well, you know, you were talking about NBA Top Shot being down, but the president of the Philadelphia 76ers just spent a whole lot on an NFT of one of his players, Ben Simmons. He dropped, how much did he spend on this thing? $4,444. It's a moment that there is only 28 of. So mm. there you go. Support from your own team. Well, to me, that's, I think that is, a, so there's some, there's some interesting drama behind the scenes on that because, you know, like when uh, you've ever heard somebody, they have the yips, you know what the yips are? Whenever the, the yips is like, so say for example, you're a catcher and that now all of a sudden you've thrown the ball back to the pitcher hundreds of thousands of times, but now all of a sudden you can't throw it to the pitcher anymore. Well, Ben Simmons in the NBA playoffs had some yips and he, he, he lost all of his confidence. He couldn't make free throws. Then he stopped shooting the ball. When he would shoot it, he would be missing it like air balls. And it's like, he's like a star of the team. Number one draft pick a couple of years ago. And then he just sucked. Like he was horrible. And like all those top NBA analysts were calling him out as being pathetic and they should cut him or trade him or whatever. And so here's Daryl Morey bought, this Ben Simmons, I think more as a vote of confidence than maybe anything to say, hey, I support you. Quit sucking. Get your head right. So the yips is just another way of saying he had an anxiety, you know, he had anxiety about he's had, yeah, it's all in his head. He's got some anxiety issue. Yeah. The, they call it the yips in sports. Yip, 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 yip. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. I you wonder, I wonder if the person who bought Tim Berners Lee's NFT that we covered last week has the yips. He paid $5.4 million for this auction at Sotheby's. I wonder how much Sotheby's takes for their auctions. Mm. I think it's anywhere between 10 and 20%, but I'm not, I'm, that's just me pulling that number out of my, my arse. Well, this sold for $5.4 million. And the really interesting part of it, besides the fact that it indicates NFTs are dead, is somebody discovered an HTML error in this NFT. I guess it's like a 30-minute video that scrolls through all of the source code for the World Wide Web. And somebody spotted um, an error in it in the script. Really? Yeah, so the angle brackets are wrong is what the uh, the coder said. I mean, if you look at it, you wouldn't know, um, you know, unless you're a coder, what uh, what these are supposed to be. But now that you look at it, there's a picture, a screenshot in the story on PCGamer.com, which you could find in our show notes and links to all of the stories, uh, except for our rants are in the show notes. At like, Nifty, oh, sorry, Tim Berners Lee, you missed a you missed a comma semicolon. Nifty.show forward slash seventy two 
is where you can find this picture. And so there's an error in it. And um, so not only is it a one of one, but it's an error card. Mm. All right. I mean, so it could... here's what's up. I got your answer, Joel. Sotheby's. Sotheby's. They take a buyer's premium of 20% on the first $100,000 and they take a 12% cut on the rest. So Joel's going to do some math here real quick. So my calculator brain says that's about $650,000. Of course, actually, it wasn't my brain. I used a real calculator. <laughs> he just went, Joel bought $3,000. Beep, boop. Yeah, $650,000. Not bad for going, hey, what do I hear about this? Tim Burton's lead. I hear a million, 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 million. Not a billion. How about a million, million, Yeah, except that dude did not get that. That dude probably got like, you know, 200 bucks or something. Do you think at the end of the auction, they're like, that's all, folks? <laughs> no, no, but it's definitely NFTs are changing the art industry. And uh, I would How say so? this, article says this. It, Luke Stokes, we know Luke. Yeah. Luke. Luke says this, NFTs must become more secure. And they must also be on IPFS. And the wallets that they're on must be more secure. Because I would say this is like OpenSea. And some of these, like like Nifty Gateway, you just have a username and password, right? I know that they they finally adopted some two FA stuff on there, uh, but I know that NBA Top Shot has become more secure. Like you get a text on your phone to ensure that it's you. But uh, some of these other ones, you know, they have they have two FA. Wax has two FA. Some of these other ones have two FA. But um, this article here is saying that if it really wants to change the art industry, it needs to become even more secure. Fuocious had another art sale this week check this out here here's the um on nft radar here's the headline trans artist fuocious auctions crypto art collection for 2.16 million dollars i i just i don't understand uh you know if there's an article about me it never says heterosexual entrepreneur joel com i i just i don't care what your sexuality is, but uh, this kid's done really well. And $2.16 million for his latest collection of physical and digital artworks this week. He's 18. Yeah, there, or, yeah, there's, yeah. there's an awesome, uh, there's an awesome interview with Ferocious by Gary V. Gary V mm-hmm. interviewed uh, Ferocious not long ago. So now what, Ferocious is trans artist. I didn't realize that. I, I guess, but now, I mean, it's headline news. So there you go. I, it does, does it matter to you? It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to me. me. Ferocious is a great artist. I didn't know if it was a, a he or a she. I never really even thought of it uh, or considered it. I just know that that person's putting out great artwork. And so I basically would just um, uh, rate them on their great art and how mm-hmm. successful they're being by, by busting out cool NFTs. I, I didn't even consider it, actually. Not, not how they manage your genitalia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a genitalia advisor. From the music world, our friends at Band Royalty have fine-tuned their NFTs. If you'll remember, owning the band NFTs allow you to stake them and collect music royalties from some very popular songs, like artists like Beyonce and Rihanna and Justin Timberlake. And they now have the ability to, basically, it's like a club. You get this NFT backstage pass and join their music mogul club, and they've got some of these available for one ETH. Uh, ETH is still you know, much lower than it was before. So if you bought 
you know, when it was higher, uh, it's a it's a better deal. Now, we are advisors with Band Royalty and encourage you to go to bandroyalty.com and do your research and check out what they're doing here, because we think it's a solid project, beautiful NFTs with actual functional utility. Beautiful NFTs and a great team, great mind. Now, it's interesting how, you know, there's just they've had some challenges with OpenSea just because like, OpenSea is kind of like, whoa, these are. These are bands and music and royalties and ah, you know, it's no a music. security, which it's not. It's I don't not. think it is anyway. Yeah. So band royalties actually building their own marketplace, building their own. They're like, well, if OpenSea is going to be a bag of douches. Then we got to go in and do our own thing because they're not going to give up. So this is, this cool. is the problem with centralized marketplaces. And mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of decentralized. You know, when you have it, there's people that are like with Atomic Hub on wax saying, oh, I can't get verified because my collection doesn't meet their criteria. Well, it's a private marketplace. They can do what they want to do with it and decide whether or not to verify your collection. It doesn't prohibit you from creating something on the wax blockchain and banned is nobody can stop them from creating these NFTs on Ethereum. Uh, but OpenSea has decided to be kind of douchey about not letting them have their stuff there. There should be, there should be like some parameters with that. It's like, Oh, you meet this. Oh, we've doxed the owners of it. We know. Oh, is the artwork original? Oh, there's no copyright on it. Okay. Boom. Verified. Like it's not, it shouldn't be opinionated. I don't care if you're a privately held company or not. There should be some sort of NFT standard or something. That's like you're verified because Oh, we know who you are. We know this. You done this. This verify this. Boom, you're verified. It's a verified account. You're not going to try to rug pull. It's not fake. Like when it becomes down to opinions and like, oh, we don't want to have any political stuff or we don't want to have any this stuff or that's like, I guess, well, it's your marketplace, but it's still it's like these people are real and and the project is real. So that's what matters. Did you ever see um, the film American Psycho? Yes. Yes. So there is now an NFT collection, um, uh, the Dorcia collection that is available on on, on curio.com. These are (laughs) a part of me wants to own one. This is blood splattered NFT. And part of me is like, oh, I don't know. A lot of them are sold out. Some of them are available still. They're limited uh, pictures of of uh, the character, you know, wielding his axe about to do you know, his, uh, his uh, Patrick Bateman stuff. Uh, so if you're a fan of this, then there you go. Huh. Yeah. See, and here we go. This, this goes back into, here's a really cool property from the past. What? 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't even know how long ago this movie what came out. Maybe even longer than that. Uh, he looks really young in this movie. Um, so there you're going to see really old properties being resurfaced in the form of NFTs and making new money from that. So I think it's cool. And these NFTs do look pretty cool. That, that legendary, that's a bad, that's badass. Like there's some really cool, really cool projects here. These are some of these cards are really awesome. The, the graphic design on this is beautiful. Earlier in the show, we referenced generative, procedurally generated NFTs, and we're dropping bro punks a week from today on Tuesday, the 13th of July at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Bro Punks dot com inspired by everybody's favorite bro ken bosak uh who you know 
we, we talk about being OGs in the space and getting here early. We're the guys that really, you know, he knew about NFTs before, but we brought him in and we were the first one to immortalize him in a mainstream NFT with the blockchain hero Bitcoin bro, which led him really down the rabbit hole and now super popular collections of his own. Well, I got to tell, I got to give him this. I remember in 2018 being at an event and then he sent me a Ken Bosack. He sent you one too, a Ken Bosack business card, I believe on engine, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yeah. So I still have that, this business card from Ken Bosack that was on engine and you could burn it. Maybe it wasn't on engine. I think because I can see it on my trust wall. So it might not have been engine, but he was minting NFTs then. And uh, he's just a cool dude. We like him. He's funny. And uh, so there's 1.5 million different combination possibilities. And there's going to only be 4,200 of these bro punks, right? So, you know, you've seen, we talked about them, the, the crypto punks, the board apes, the me bits, the other ones. And, um, but these right here are on wax. And they are 222,000 times more environmentally friendly. And way more chill, right? Except for the ones that he's smoking in them. Those those pollute the environment just a little bit. Yeah. These are hilarious, though. I mean, he could be wearing a Doge hoodie or a Pumoji hoodie or Bitcoin pajamas. He could have a Centurion helmet or a Halo or, you know, Viper uh, glasses on. They're just, they're hilarious. Well, and- he could have on nothing at all. Because if could- you've seen his Instagram, you'll know that he likes to take nude selfies of himself. And so there is a one-of-one one nude bro punk out there that one lucky or unlucky person will be. Actually, they'll probably be really lucky because that thing will probably sell for ridiculous amounts. Otherwise known, you coined it as the electric penises yeah. of the set. Yeah. The electric. <laughs> no, I didn't claim that. Uh, Jamie uh, in our in our hero report did, and I just laughed. I thought that was funny. He's called I it think the that's hilarious. Penis. I think that that's fantastic. So I hope you guys will join us for that. Join the telegram t.me forward slash bro punks to learn some more about that. And the bro punks website should be done here shortly. It's already up. It's not fully complete. I'm working on some of that today. So by the time you hear this, you can go to bropunks.com and read most about it. Read most of the information. You got to work on the menu and figure out some other shit. There you go. There it is. And appreciate everybody listening today. And uh, of course, the live show is packed on Friday for guests. In fact, we have so many guests that Wax asked me if Lee Jenkins could come on to talk about Street Fighter 2. I said, no, we're full, but um, we're going to have an interview with him that's going to be on next Tuesday's show there's so many projects coming out and we want to share these amazing projects with you so don't miss that episode we'll catch you guys then and until then keep it nifty